I fucked up the timing of my dinner. And uh, so I will need to uh, decorate and retrieve a baked potato soon. Like, wait, sorry. Are you going to eat? Are you going to eat a baked potato during our campaign one wrap up? I might. I'm man. Because I'm Gary, certainly sorry, not going to let sorry, it go cold. Gary, you're, are you going to eat? A baked, a loaded baked potato. Are you? Hey, are you gonna? Are you gonna guzzle sour cream while we do our <laughs> campaign one recap? Absolutely be not. So lucky. Because sour cream is yucky. What? Yeah. What is wrong with you? going on everybody welcome to your soon to be world famous dungeons and dragons real play comedy podcast critically stupid i am alexander james i'm your neighborhood best friend and dungeon master my favorite part of last episode was when gareth reached into his pocket and pulled out a trinket from 38 episodes before that moment it was genuinely amazing and i loved it so much uh anthony why don't you go next uh, my name is Anthony. I play Arnold the Bard, and my favorite part of the last episode was realizing that that four thirty-eight solid episodes, Alex the DM should have been making Gary and roll so many other types of dice. Because <laughs> like with all of the stuff and shenanigans we were getting up to, he had like loaded grenades in his pocket the whole time. And we're just like the whole time. Now we're good. We're jumping out windows. We're fighting monsters. Not once did it ever come up. We're going at, we're in a burning building. Yeah. <laughs> we're literally, no, but, but that, I, I mean, that's, that's hard to top that, that and the fact like when, when I was like, oh wait, I have a blind spell for this creature that's made of eyeballs. And Alex was like, oh, but okay, fine. <laughs> cool. Cool. Real great. Uh, yeah. Uh, Diana. Hi, my name is Diana. I play Mel. I also have the wolf pup, Joshua Patrick, Josh Pat, JPZ. Um, my favorite part of last episode was, um, I actually really liked the Tim arc in the end. I mean, got to be, got to be a real boy. Thought that was real cute, real sweet. Big fan of that. Sean. 
Hi, my name's Sean, and I am the moderator of this evening's events uh, as we discuss campaign one of Critically Stupid. Um, I've also been known to play Sean the Gorilla. We'll talk about it later, I'm sure. It'll be a big topic of conversation. Um, <laughs> my favorite part of the finale that hasn't already been mentioned was just how on the fly you guys got to like tie up loose ends right at the end of the episode, and it, it seemed very natural and fully improvised and um, a really awesome way to end it for each individual character. Heck yeah. And Darian. Hi. I'm the mom from Calvin and Hobbes. Uh, I play Gareth. My favorite part of last episode was, and this was a little bit ago. I don't know if my memory is doing me right. Uh, I'm pretty sure I fully died. You did. You did fully. I, die. I did think Absolutely. I. I do think I all the way died, mm -hmm. and Correct. I think because it wasn't even like a dramatic like fight to the death. I think I was just like fighting something else. I like threw the grenades, and then Tim basically <laughs> just like fucking jumped me, and left me crawling dead in a ditch, and then resolved his entire arc. I'm like ah, I'm a real boy. I'm <laughs> Meanwhile, Gar <laughs> I did also love Gareth's interpretation of like being on the river sticks, just like, just like sitting there on the boat. Yeah. Um. Before we yeah, go, fucking Car Karen is just like, give me a coin to pass, and I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Um, before we go too further, oh, um, I also I, have constant. I'm sorry, I have, I have Constance the kitten. Oh God, thank you. I whatever, whatever you imagine the cutest kind of cat to be, that is exactly what Constance looks like. I would like to you know what to... hat looks like today. Yeah, what's it, what? What hat is Constance wearing tonight? Uh, well, you know what, I was very recently dead. Uh, so he has one of those like. It's what an eccentric rich lady would wear to a funeral. Like it's like a wide-brimmed black hat with, like, the veil. Adorable. It is, yeah. we, it is real cute. Before we go too, too much further, because I will forget, uh, Producer Sean, please let the, uh, the delightful audience know where you're from and what you got going on. Tell us about Don't Make It Weird. What are you guys up to these days? Sure. Um, I produce a show called Don't Make It Weird. It's the writing and storytelling comedy podcast for the writing community, by the writing community, I um, am joined by my co-hosts, Daniel and Dina, who were lucky uh, alongside me to be invited to feature on this show a, a couple of times, which we had a great blast um, doing that. Um, our show has not had a new episode in a few weeks, but I am currently editing a holiday extravaganza that actually includes an appearance from your DM, Alexander James, and that will be coming out soon, so watch out for that. You guys, the that that episode, please, please do keep an eye out because it's fucking bonkers. Dina, Dina arranged for like special guests, but she arranged for a lot of them and all ones that like never shut the fuck up. So we just all hopped on the call and immediately started stepping on each other's toes from, nice. from the jump. Hell yep. yeah. Okay, so uh, the conceit of this episode is fairly simple. We have finished uh, our campaign one. We started a story and a podcast at the same time, which some will call bold and, and a striking artistic vision, which I would happen to agree with. Um, 
Oh yeah. Um, but we, I'm sorry, Gary. Yep. Would you like to enter? Just would you like to? Enter? Nothing more bold and striking than a couple of white dudes and also Diana starting a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was a bold artistic vision, and uh, we finished it recently. So uh, I thought we'd bring everybody here, but luckily. We were missing somebody. Um, one of the founding, the founding members of our yes, podcast, one it's of Elon the Musk. original people who helped us build the show. Um, I'm going to stall here while their internet connects, uh, but I thought it was only fitting to have somebody who started it end it with us. I'm on the edge. And of it's my just seat. the mess, everybody. Hey. Yay! Hi, I've missed you. Okay. Um, just it's nothing like Carol. We we just did introductions, so if you could please uh, tell the audience uh, who you are and who you played and what your favorite part of last episode was, either real or fake. Hi, I'm Jess. I played Tess the Druid. Um, she's somewhere. She's in a better place. Um, Damn. Maybe upstate? she died off screen. We don't know. <laughs> um, my favorite part of last episode is when Gareth um begged alex a dm for mercy um please and he was like he was like on the verge of tears and he was like please alex can you please just please just be nice to me for like three seconds and alex was like fuck no um that was great it was heartwarming i know you I think you made well. that up yeah you said that like it was a joke last but like episode, i did fully so... die last episode did so you really kinda, yeah, yeah gareth it fucking kicked the bucket so I let's uh let's start the sort of like wrap up with addressing that moment um because somebody asked me uh anonymously in my inbox they didn't want it to like be addressed on the show but like hey sorry guy um they were like hey did you mean to kill gareth in the last episode for sort of like dramatic flair i have never remembered how many hit points you guys have so i just rolled dice over here and then sometimes Sometimes Anthony and Garyon die because of it. I, I, I will tell you for a fact that Alex did not mean it. Because <laughs> I looked at his face when he was like, okay, yeah, you take 22 points of damage. And I'm like, cool, I have 19 health. And I saw Alex go. <laughs> uh, you know? I, I don't know if I managed to avoid death because uh, I don't track my hit points or Not because Alex was like low key coddling me the entire campaign. <laughs> I kept track. Diana died six times during our campaign. It was great. Thank you. Okay. Um, <laughs> let's put some order, put some order in this junk. Um, Sean, thank you so much for being here. Honored to have you represent Don't Make It Weird. Um, we are going to alternate between some uh, questions that our lovely community have asked us, and then we'll switch into asking each other questions. Um, I asked everybody to bring one or two to the table, and you can also make them up and sort of interject as we go. Um, but Sean's going to try and keep us tangent-free tonight, which I realize is a, a, a bold, a bold, striking, artistic direction. I'm so sorry, Sean. At least you don't have to edit this one. Wait, I'm I don't sorry, have to Garen, edit it. Yeah. Garen, do you, get what, Garen, or do you have to, what's going on? Garen? I gotta go, I gotta go grab my potato. I'll be right back. Wait, I'm sorry, Garen. Could you explain to the audience why you have to go grab a potato? No. <laughs> okay. Garen, do you have your, do you have your baked potato? 
your sour creamless baked potato. Yeah, what's, yeah, what's on it? Gravesty. Just fucking start the episode. What's on? No, shut the. No, fuck what's up, on your potato? Tell me what's on your baked potato? You just raw dogging it. It's just yeah, it's just a raw potato. <laughs> it's not even cooked. Not even <laughs> it's not even cooked. The oven uh, wasn't on the I whole lied. time, you guys. It was just in an off oven for an hour. <laughs> this potato. Why isn't it though. done? All right, producer Sean, give us give us uh, one off the list. All right, so Alex, the DM, asked our uh, audience to give some audience questions for you guys. So let's grab one and, and have at it. Um. Let's see. From Sarah on the Critically Stupid Discord, which you can join. I assume there'll be a link down below, Alex? Yes. Um, Definitely. For, for the group, we'll answer one at a time. So we'll, we'll start with uh, Garion. What was your favorite thing about the class you played? Um, I think... I'm really just like a coward at heart. So the ability to hide from conflict rather than actually participating in it really appealed to me. Um, but I feel... I really tried to avoid combat whenever necessary because I knew that I was a weak, tiny, frail little boy. And so I feel like... Way. Say again? It's the rogue way. Yeah, it really is. They should make um oh no never mind I'm a fucking idiot. Make a podcast about it. No, I was gonna say they should make a movie about it, but then I realized that it's called Rogue One. Yeah, that's true. Diana, what was your favorite part about the class you played? Um, I so with respect to the fact that I don't know anything about the other classes basically because i've never played before um i actually ended up really loving the class and and, and i think alex you ended up choosing it for me because i was like oh um, so but but it was uh it was a good choice um i i really enjoyed um i did not intend to play her as murdery as she ended up being it happens but, to us I was gonna say once I got started, it was real nice being super accurate with with the long range weapon. I mean, I had to do combat since nobody else could. That's not true. Anthony could do like shattering. It was just me. You you could just say it was me. Anthony <laughs> was always nearly dead already before yeah. I'd even gotten involved, or he cast shattering. It fails. Anthony, it what level most. is Shatter? Shatter's a second level spell? Is that right? Yeah, I think. So uh, I, have a... two and th I have it as two and three. So okay, that's, so it yeah. took you a while to get. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right, Anthony, tell us about your favorite part of being the bard of the party. Okay. Um, well, I kind of like uh, that bards have, like, this inherent expectation of being kind of, like, charismatic and like sexual in a way and arnold is just not that in the least you know i just i really like playing against that that type um but my yeah that was probably my favorite part of it i just i really like the fact that uh he's so interested in the stories and you know uh songs and such that he naively throws his body into danger at all times and never fights because he wants friends <laughs> never fights sorry sorry alex <laughs> even when it could be so easy to slide <laughs> right into combat. Like Even the his worst enemies of the world folded themselves around you to get into a fight, and you to, were just to like, "Force me, 
and then, yeah and i mean i i did kind of enjoy like the few times where i was like okay it wouldn't make sense for my character to do something and fight in this moment and i was like oh this is probably not even a combat situation like i'm gonna punch this guy in the face and i probably shouldn't but here here we go but yeah that was fun awesome thank you and jess jess how did you like playing the druid cow Back. i mean God, is so there anything more to, to say than that i don't think so oh that's it. Well, if you just assume I know anything else about the class other than cow. I I remember making uh, Jess's character and Diana's character, and for both the, the 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 process is fairly straightforward. It's like, what do you want to what do you want to be able to accomplish in the game? <clears throat> and both of them, God love them, said, I don't know, <laughs> which was just oh, yeah. so just so helpful. But then from from that juncture, we went we went two very separate ways. Where uh, Diana was like, I want to be like a little bit, it, like able to intimidate people. And uh, Jess said, can I be a cow? <laughs> so we, we like, we backed into Druid from cow. Amazing. That's amazing. Really worked backwards with that one. Yeah. That's now that I testament. think about it though, I think we also went with Ranger because I really wanted a dog. Mm -hmm. And said it would make sense for the Ranger to have a dog. The animal handling, yeah. Yeah, right, right. Um, I actually have a I have a question for for Jess that's applicable right now. Um, if I could jump in, uh, what was it like jumping into our show, sort of in the middle? Because the way that you came onto our show was like you were a guest for one episode, and then the very next episode, I think we introduced you as a full time cast member. So, like, what what was that like? Um, I can't swim, so I don't know if this is an accurate feeling. But if I were to be dropped in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, like right next, um, a little adjacent to Trash Island, not the side of, the size of Texas, I felt like that. I had no <laughs> idea what was going on. I was confused. Wait, wait, wait. Are, are we Trash Island? Yeah, I was going to say. We, or are we the ocean threatening to drown you? <laughs> so what um, I'm hearing is that we, you had a really good time. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I did. Cool, 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 yeah, cool, cool, cool. I loved cool. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trash Island's amazing. <laughs> no, you guys are trash island. So you're like nice. you are the yeah, you're like the iceberg that like saved me from drowning, but you're also the reason that I was in the water. Um Fair. it was so confusing because I've never played DD before. Alex did like a phone call with me to like prep and gave me a whole bunch of information. I took a lot of notes and I didn't read them before going on the show. Um I also just yeah, it was it was very strange not knowing at all how DD worked and then just figuring it out on the spot and then not making Unfortunately, not making any sense most of the time. To piggyback off of that, Jess, um, learning to play in real time while playing on the show, what was that like? And um, Diana, I'd ask the same question to you too. Very confusing, very fun. It's, it's a very like trial by fire, which I, which I like. Um, I think I relied a lot on just like really stupid improv um to get through it and then alex it was so i felt so stupid and then afterwards alex like hey you want to go on full-time <laughs> uh, which she did not expect yeah um, fun, fun fact about DD: relying on stupid improv is in fact how you play the yeah. whole shtick. <laughs> that, worked, that worked out for me really well yeah i had i had so much fun and i was really nervous because i was like well i don't i don't know everyone like super duper well you know through, through twitter i didn't know Aaron at all it was just some dude um but yeah, I was, I think I, the most important part to me was that like I got along with everyone really well, um, which I mean, verdict's still out, 
but I had a great time <laughs> learning. Damn. It was me. She hates me. <laughs> Diana, how was it for you learning? Um, it was, uh, it was a little intimidating at first, actually, because I really had no idea what the fuck I was doing or was supposed to do. And, and I think I thought there would be more rules. Like I was trying to grasp this concept that you mean I can go do anything. Yeah. Um, and, and, and that's kind of, um, odd. Oh, and, um, I have since heard that it's quite common for new players to do the self-insert with with this sort of thing and and i i did not intend when i started out for mel to be as much a self-insert as she became but but it did become very natural uh, and and i think part of that was because i'd not done any role playing before but i thought it was fun to learn as we go granted i held everybody up trying to find a d8 multiple times um but if we ignore that um i those it, it was those actually quite... became iconic though right like that's right? Good. yeah the two pyramids butt, butt to butt became but... a whole thing and i love it so much i'm like, saying that's gonna be i've my said that to strangers too. in public now <laughs> <laughs> so that we've got to have merch for that right two pyramids i am in the process of, of designing it's two pyramids but with act with ass cheeks on the bottom and they're just oh my like... god i really like to imagine the ass cheeks are like really detailed <laughs> There's like freckles on them. Yeah, yeah, moles. One of them, one of them, like clearly hasn't been washed. I do wanna. One has like oh. a spank hand. Yeah, one's got like a hand. Yeah, yeah, mark. like a red hand mark. <laughs> I and do want to commend uh, oh, both boy. both Diana and Jess for for jumping in. I mean, like Jess because you jumped in literally in the middle, and Diana for right. even agreeing right. to the to do this from the jump. But like you, you guys did agree to put yourself in a really like kind of a vulnerable position, not only from a group dynamic of like, because being funny with other people isn't the easiest thing right right from Jump Street. And also like while learning a new game and system and vibe and aesthetic and producing it for content, like I'm outrageously proud of both of you and happy that you, that you agreed to this because like seeing, I've been going through this this week and like watching old episodes to build like videos for our uh, brief hiatus, which we'll talk about later. But seeing you guys episode one versus your last episode with us is just like the difference you guys have and and brought to the table is, I mean, incredible. Just to piggyback off of that, because that was going to be one of my questions later about your journey as the DM with varying experiences from different players, but. As a first-time showrunner and podcast host yourself, Alex, um, through Waterdeep Dragon Heist, like, share your evolution from the first episode to where you are now, like, from your experience as the showrunner. I, ooh, that's a big question. I had the idea for the show based on, like, groups I've been part of before where, like, the jokes got kind of out of hand and the story was interesting, but I was also intrigued by this idea of like collaborative storytelling because like we all, a, a piece of us all write something. And I thought it'd be interesting to have a group of writers coming together to tell a story to like, as a, as a group, yeah, yeah. as a unit. Um, that was how I started the show. And then I sort of jumped headfirst into the world of like producing a show for people to watch which wasn't something I had ever done before. And there were a lot, there were a lot of day one lessons that I did not anticipate um, that we had to get through. But above all of them was 
I had to learn, I had to learn how to let everybody else tell their piece of the story. There were parts, even in, in the middle of our 54 episode campaign where I was like going back, I'm like, man, I really had like a tight hand on the story because I was in the DM position and I could control it and take away everybody else's agency. And so I tried really, really hard towards the end of the campaign to fully let go and let everybody else tell a piece of the story. And that's why parts of the ending ended the way they did was because I, I didn't have a hundred percent agency over what was going on. And that I'm honestly happy about that. Like, could I have written the story differently if I had done it A to Z? Sure. Could Anthony have written it differently if he did it A to Z? Absolutely. Diana the same, Jess the same, Gary the same. So the thing that I'm happiest about was that we all learned that lesson together and, and learned how to be funny at the same time, which was something that took multiple episodes to figure out because it's not I was already funny. Thank you very much. Yeah, right, I was going to yeah. say, I was immediately hilarious. I'm I, still learning. I've always been funny. Yeah, maybe it's just you, Alex. Maybe you suck. <laughs> That's what it was. I had to learn how to be funny in a group. Everyone's funny but Alex. Um, I had a question for everyone. Alex told me I would also be asking questions, FYI. By the way, he didn't mention that to you guys at all whatsoever, but that's fine. Yeah, he, told, he told me that I had to have like a question for the group and questions for everybody individually. And yes, notably, did not tell me you were coming. So yeah. I'm racking my fucking brain. Just ask me about cows. Let's take another bite of baked potato. Maybe that'll help. <laughs> I'm done eating already because You're I don't waste no time. Slammed that whole baked potato. Are you okay? It's a, I, it's a silent snack, man. I'm just waiting for an opportunity to throw the skin away, man. I eat the skin. Skin is the healthiest part. Marion, eat the skin. I don't eat the skin. I'm sorry. You made me so sad tonight. You sound like my parents. (laughs) (laughs) That's where the fiber is. That's why they call me Daddy Podcast, buddy. The Podfather. No. Podfather. Um, So Jess, your question for the group. I do have a question. Where is it? It was something that Diana said that reminded me that I had a question. Oh, what was a self-insert to your character um, where you were not expecting to self-insert that part of you? Ooh. That's a really good question. So, just reflect on that for a while. I believe there was a vibrating something in a recent episode. Was that your answer, Gary? How dare you. <laughs> um, I'll go first for, for me being um, just about every NPC. Uh Playing Dustin Ego and Evan Stokesworth, the two shopkeep boys, um, I found that every every time they they came on screen, they wanted to be annoyingly, persistently helpful. Um, <laughs> and I I realized I think like the third time they did it that I was like, oh, that's just me trying to like help these guys out. Like I was just like in NPC form, like, oh please, won't you let me give you this quest, please? Please just listen to me. Please listen to this goldfish that's going to be relevant. I swear <laughs> to fucking God, eventually. My, I, I think something that I that snuck into Gareth without me really noticing was, fuck, hold on, I'm stalling because I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> God damn it. He's I got that it. potato, post-potato fog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. I, 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 the brain fog after <laughs> eating a baked potato, man. 
You got to eat the skin. That's where all the nutrients He's are. He's slowly <laughs> falling into a food coma as like we watch. The, it's like the opposite of post-nut clarity. <laughs> po- Post-potato po- density, man. It's rough. It's like pre-nut. <laughs> Pre-nut obfuscation. <laughs> hey, Anthony, do you have That's an answer for Jess's question? <laughs> yeah, go uh, ahead. Go ahead. Anybody else, please. Okay. Um... Mine, okay. I, I I feel like uh, I knew Ar- I knew Arnold wanted to be friends with everyone, and you know wanted to be liked and wanted to you know uh, connect with people in a way. And I, but I I didn't um, I didn't see uh, how far I was like he was he'd be willing to be like no 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 you're gonna be a good person. This is gonna be good. There's no way like he doesn't want to believe that any any of his friends are actually bad people. And I like I can kind of relate to that a little bit. Where I'm just like oh god, god no no this person's bad. And you kind of like push that a little like oh, I hope this I hope this person is still a good person. There's no way they would do that thing right. And uh, yeah, so I didn't expect that because I was gonna just play it as like purely naive and keep going. But Arnold at some point had to take that turn where he was like okay, I have to be a big boy about this and recognize that this person isn't a, a good person that, you know, and I have to actually respond in a, 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 you know, realistic adult sort of way, even though my character is naive and ridiculous. So I, you know, I had to let some of that, you know, realistic, you know, responses just, you know, drip into that character a little bit. And I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting to just kind of, everyone's my best friend. It doesn't matter, you know, and it's fine. But as people behaved a certain way, I couldn't tolerate it anymore. And it's just, you know, I didn't expect to do that. I thought that was a really good character development on your end, Anthony. It was like, it was subtle, but then you, it just kind of snuck its way in over the episodes. I thought it was very well done. Thank you. How are we doing, Garion? You got it? Um, yeah, MD. but it was, it was already like half-baked and I'm trying to like work it out. So it's like a cohesive answer rather than me just like rambling and talking about bullshit, hoping it makes sense. So why doesn't Diana go next? I like that. I like that it's still not baked. Much like <laughs> <laughs> it's in the oven and it's still yeah. not baked. 25 minutes from now, I'll come back to you. <laughs> the the you. oven alarm will go off. Diana. Um, my answer will be like rambling and bullshit. So, um, you know, we can't escape it. Wow. <laughs> What did I do to you to deserve this treatment right now? Anyway, um, honestly, the whole thing, it, the whole character was a little bit of a surprise self-insert. When when Bestie and I made the character, she, um, she was actually going to be somebody who like hadn't seen much of the world and and was a little on the more like innocent naive side and in like day one that we actually played we ended up in some situation where diana just came in it just happened i just like knee-jerk responded and and from there it was kind of hard to separate the two to the point where i remember this vividly uh gary made a comment where he's like what if mel doesn't do drugs and everyone laughed <laughs> <laughs> Like, that's just how intertwined me and the character were at the end, except I don't murder people in real life. Important, important detail. Darian, anything? Or I have an answer, too. Yeah, no, honestly, uh, I think that the bit of self-insert that came into Gareth was the fact that I really just was, like, hanging out with Flune, because Flune is the type of person that, that I hang out with in real life. Like, Floon is basically most of my friends. <laughs> Except for that part where he's trying to kill his brother or whatever. 
Naturally. Jess, what was your answer to that question? Um, well, I was originally, I'm going to be honest that this is a little bit plagiarism, but the entire time I was trying to channel Phoebe Buffay, um, that was who I was motivated by. Just like, just fat shit, crazy, like, like happy go lucky, but then suddenly scary and weird. Um, but a lot of it was, yeah, like me trying to lean on like weird improv because I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know what I was supposed to do. Um, but I think a big part of why for me, Tess started being quite spontaneous and very um, impulsive was that's me to a T. But I think a lot of it also is that like Tess wants to be impulsive because if other people can't predict you, then they can't have expectations for you. So you can't let them down. So that was, I was like, I was like, ah, interesting interesting part of me that made it in um if no one has expectations for me i can't be a disappointment so that's one Never of those like that's one of those self-inserts where you really like in the moment you're like unpleasantly surprised by a facet of your own personality reflected in that character yeah you're like, you're like ha <laughs> cool cool Ooh, okay yeah. I I was a little unpleasantly surprised by how my trauma worked its way into the campaign <laughs> and the character and like I joke about it. Everyone knows I got it, but I don't share details. And yet still somehow Bestie managed to get like around, like in the same ballpark as the details. I'm like, first of all, are you a witch? Um, secondly, the fuck? Why do you hate me? I saw hey, your face. I went back to watch the last one where I read that stupid blood makes hostages line your face yeah it was rough because i in the first draft because i wrote each of those bits for you guys the last uh three episodes of the campaign we had like a brief um Monologue. thing at the beginning that i wrote prologue thank you that i wrote for each of you and i i wrote them intentionally because i was trying to make them like facets <clears> of your character so like anthony's was about friendship and being alone and and gareth's was about memory and for and being forgotten and yours diana i'm so sorry was about family because your character is a big fat self-insert and so like i couldn't dance around it but there was one line that i wrote in there where after i wrote it i was like i'm gonna take that out that's too strong and then I forgot, and then I just sent it to your first draft, and, I, and you read it, and I was like, oh, no. Oh, like, man. I was like, blood doesn't make family, blood makes hostages. Oh, <clears throat> and as I read it, your face, just like slow motion. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot, and that's on me. And he had the audacity to not kill your character at all once this entire campaign. Yeah, he begged I, for I it. mean, honest, I exactly, exactly. That's the real reason why Melton. It has nothing to do with the fact that I never tracked my hit points and everything to do with Bestie knew I would like it too much. <laughs> Honestly, Dude, it, was, I, it was from a very selfish place of like, if you died, like I could really very much see you just being in a spot where you're having a bad night, the bill's lost and your character dies and you're like, all right, well, you know. That's it for me. I mean, you're Speaking not wrong. Which, should like, be a good I, night. I would come back, but you're not wrong. Bills clinched the playoff spot, so we're we in good shape tonight, the you playoff guys. Spots, but it would be nice to win the division, of course. Although I'm a little torn. Everyone says home field advantage, but the weather is getting shitty, so it's like, is it really home field advantage? I don't know. It might be better to have Josh playing the good weather. I'm sorry, this is nothing Sean, to do how about another anything. question? Yeah! yeah okay. Something I wanted to interject, I kind of felt bad because it felt like for the latter half of the campaign, it felt like Alex was like, just trying so hard to give Gareth an arc 
and <laughs> the whole time i was like nah he's he's already there like, I mean, he's, he's fine he's fine well, what you see is with what you get really just cruising. like there was three times when i interacted with tim and he was just like you betrayed me gareth and every time gareth's just like <laughs> sucks to suck alright since I got you Garion, um, Catman Jones from the Critically Stupid Discord server would like to know if he brings his own cup to Troll Skull does he still have to pay for water um you know what I say this every goddamn time water is free with purchase <laughs> Okay, so but what if he doesn't? What if you're purchasing water? If you're going in and only getting water, unfortunately, it says on the sign that the water is uh, one copper piece, not the cup. It says so, that I on mean, the troll skull sign. Uh, no, the sign says water. You fucking. Yeah, it moron. says specifically in su in subtext. It says specifically. Yeah, per not really the cup. Small text parentheses. Not the cup. We should do like a subscription like, service, like if a you go to a can... cup where people can get free, <laughs> free refills, but they have to pay for the cup every month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like did you guys get your, did you guys get your troll skull cup. That's, you that's right. Skull cup. Yeah. No, we we they're in the shape of a skull, and we call them troll skulls. That's that's merch. We need it. Yeah, Amazing, yeah. Alex. You're welcome. Yes. Um, what's what's the latest on the follow through for the shrimp French toast? Okay, there, so, there was talks about this. Mm -hmm. We we canonically promised to, to, as a show, make shrimp French toast for our 50th episode. However, did we? We did. I did not promise that. I'm pretty sure think. all of us did. It's uh, a real like Yeah, because I can't eat shrimp. I'm also allergic to shrimp. I also yeah. think they're going to I'll eat all of the shrimp French, French toast. I, yeah, Oddly I, convenient, guys. Oddly convenient. <laughs> Here's the thing. I think shrimp is yucky. I have neutral feelings on toast, and I dislike the French. I was gonna say I'll French the toast, but I will not. I will not. I will not shrimp the shrimp the French. I maintain I'll, since I'll since shrimp the, the fuck out of the French. Since wow, since <laughs> those words came out of my mouth because I said shrimp French toast on the fly because I was I was trying to do a bunch of stuff at the moment. I maintain that it would be tasty. I think you would have to do something southern with it. It would have to be like a smoky cat cayenne paprika butter with like a, a Creole shrimp and then like a pain perdu. Okay, chef. Toast. Dude, if you pull out a plate yes, of chef. French chef toast man. right now, I will shit my fucking pants on camera. <laughs> man, I have never in my life wished that I had a gag pre-prepared more. Incredible. So... Anthony is going to eat shrimp French toast since everyone yeah. else is is apparently out. Um, so when is that happening? Uh, well, Anthony promised that we'd eat it at episode 50, so Anthony gets to decide when we'll actually do it. So You're late. Are we? How many episodes have we done? We are. Well, because we, because I had that weird season one, season two split in our first campaign that I have since gone through and, and gotten ridden of. Um, so we ended at episode 54, so we should have done it like Thanksgiving-ish. Uh, but we didn't. New Year's resolution: shrimp French toast. All right, New Year's, New Year's, twenty twenty four. Everybody on this show, allergy or not, <laughs> will consume shrimp French toast. If you need to have an, an, a medic nearby with an EpiPen, fine. 
I can eat shrimp chips. I'll crush it up. And there you go. New Year's 24? There you go. 2024. 2025. You mean five. No, it is New Year's 2024, which is the next New Year's, unless I've got this fucked up. You mean New you Year's got, Eve 2024? Okay, New Year's Eve 2024 okay. going into 2025 with shrimp Thank you. toast. On so you I guys have, have like a year to start building up your your shrimp, you know. Yeah, uh, take a tiny, a tiny piece of shrimp yeah. now to build yeah. up the tolerance. Oh my God. Uh, I can I just every it? morning shrimp ramen. <laughs> All right, shout out, shout out to Randall on the Discord server for that question. Uh, we're we're gonna hold him to it, Randall. New Year's Eve, shrimp French toast day. I have a question for Gary. Uh, when you were striking the balance between uh, joking and storytelling, when you were bothering to find the balance, uh, what did you use as a focus point? Like, what did you use to sort of like find find a spot on that spectrum to hit? I didn't really like de deliberately look for a focus point to try and like balance out the storytelling because I'm going to be so honest, it wasn't like storytelling for me. But it felt like, all right, listen, this is going to be something for, for all the gamers in our audience here. But if you're ever playing a single-player role-playing game like Skyrim or something where you're pursuing an objective and talking to characters, you're always trying to find something out or, you know, do something as we were in this campaign. And I would always have my own questions that I would want to ask these characters, but I'm only given the dialogue options the developers pre-prepared for me. But wow. in D&D, the stupid questions that I want to ask these NPCs, I, can't, I just can't ask. So it isn't finding a balance for storytelling. It's just dropping the filter and losing any barrier between what I really want to know. Okay. I have a question for the group, if you don't mind me hogging more screen time. No, Go please. for it. Um, every for every everybody's character here, Sean, yours being Sean, uh, and Alex, yours being I don't know, just like uh, whatever you think would best fit the question. What if they were a person in real life? What occupation do you think they would have? they were non-fantasy i feel like uh volo getarm would be the smoothest most efficient con artist in the world because of his Ooh. accent and the way that he talks uh well, who do you, who do you so i'm gonna say a like... uh, vacuum salesman for volo getarm. a vacuum salesman nice <laughs> yep anthony what do you think um, I feel like Arnold without the like magical elements and like magical charisma points, he'd probably just work in like a uh, Barnes and Noble or something. He'd be like a barista, <laughs> you know, like a barista. You know, that's that's pretty much what I imagine he would be. I, I, I you know, uh, or somewhere where he could match people. Maybe he'd be on a, you know, maybe he would be like a dating show host. You know, maybe one nice. of those like yeah, yeah, bringing yeah. people together, like be making friends for life. Ar know? Arnold is the guy who's like. And behind curtain number two. <laughs> exactly. I was thinking like Guitar Center. So that, that would work too, for sure. <laughs> Guitar Center would be good. Bessie, what about Diana. you? What are you thinking? Um, I... 
I don't know what I'm thinking. I'm because part of me thinks that she would still want to be kind of away from everybody and be like one of those wilderness survival people. But then the other part of me thinks she would just be like a veterinarian. Mm. Okay. So like Bear grills, but you help wounded animals in the wild. Yeah. And sell encyclopedias on the side. Yeah, <laughs> I can. I I imagine no, she's just like roaming around the forest, and she witnesses like a, a bear attack a deer, and she just like nurses the deer back to health. She runs, runs in there, slaps the bear. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> is she the one nursing no. the bear? Like, is she nursing no. it? Ew. That's what I pictured, and that really freaked me out. Gross. Really? Yeah. Okay. Oh, she loves nursing a bear. Well, hey, speak, speaking of that brain, Jess, what would what would test you in the real life? Because like, what the fuck? You would either have like a really weird, obscure job that like no one would think is a real job. Would she be a cow or a human? That's because the question. This is the question. You would. Uh, I would okay, like an as, answer for both, please. Yeah. As a cow, she would just be a cow. But I, I think would, she would I, be. <laughs> A free-range cow. Like, how many jo cow jobs do you know? There's option one, a cow. Option two, uh, McDonald's uh, number seven. Still a cow. Well, Still. I was thinking like a rodeo thing, but I think that's too violent for her, and she would be mm. against that. So unless sad. it meant she crushed a bunch of dudes. Also, isn't that typically a bull? Very misogynist you. business for cows. How dare you. Um, the, the glass ceiling for... Fucking for both for rodeos. I'm gonna write. I'm gonna write a short story about a dairy cow that wants to be in a rodeo. Yeah. <laughs> all, all of the bulls like, get out of here! You're, <laughs> you're not what. This is a man's world. This is a bull. I'm a world. cow in a china shop. <laughs> like, go back to the barn. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Cows belong in the barn. Not in the I, rodeo. I'd read the fuck out of that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What about what about as a as a fae? What job would Tess have? As a fae, I guess human, a real world person. Um. Well, she has the whole smelling thing, so I kind of wonder if she'd just be like a florist or like a candle maker lady. Actually, locally, well, I think there's a lot of these, but there's like these candles that are in like dick shapes and like very, uh, like dick, like very detailed penises. And then also very well done, very detailed vulvas. Like there's like a there's the whole thing, um, and there's a whole line of to do with anything place. that you were talking about. Here's the thing: she's saying that Tess would make genital candles. You would make genital candles, and they would yeah. sell for millions, and people would come and like touch them and they would them. come. Phrasing. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Don't come on candles without buying them first. You can do whatever you want. You take them home. After you get a receipt, you can jizz all over that After, candle legally. Yeah, but I yes. will not. There will be like a warning label that's like, do not use when lit. Um, there's, a sign outside, there's a sign outside <laughs> Tess's candle store that says, please don't jizz on the candles pre-purchase. People try to return them and she's like, no, absolutely not. You so you lit the it. wick at the tip of the penis and the wax that's melting. No, it is. No, they. I've I've seen them. They literally do that. They like. God, I hate they it. Strip the foreskin. Jesus. Hey Sean. <laughs> hey Sean. How about a community question, Big Dog? Get yeah, the fuck community out of here. question. Hold on. 
I didn't get. I would like to also say Gareth's oh, job. Please, also, Sean didn't get to answer. That's oh, true. you want me to answer? Yes, please. You have a character in our show. If you forget, Sean. Yeah, actually, Sean. What, what do you I think do. producer Sean would do in real life? Keep I in mind, think... you would still be a gorilla. I, so he'd just be a normal gorilla. It, no, you talk? would. You'd be a sentient talking gorilla. Okay. Thank you. Um, I think he would be like an activist for like wildlife and be the bridge between people and the animals. Mm. He helps me unionize. Um, yeah. I, I hate to disagree with the question that I know you have complete freedom to ask, but I think you would get captured and studied as a talking gorilla. <laughs> I don't think so. I think you'd be like that ape in George of the Jungle that doesn't get captured at all during that film and lives very happily in the jungle. The whole uh, He absolutely got captured. Have you seen that? You don't shut, you fucking... Shut your, you shut your fucking mouth. Shut, shut don't shut don't shut fuck with me in George of the Jungle starring Brendan Fraser, bro. I believe you mean Brendan Hayden Fraser. Christ- I believe um, you mean Hayden Christensen, the real hero of that movie. Hayden Christensen is not in that movie, isn't he? Oh shit! No, what's the other guy? It's not. No, are Hayden you talking about the Revenge of the Sith? Yeah, that's Hayden Christensen, but the Thomas uh, Thomas Hayden Church. Oh, there you oh, go. Okay, there's the he's connection. The, he's the real hero of that movie. He's the real good guy. <laughs> George of the Jungle is a sweaty fiance stealing douchebag dude, dude i watched all of those things <laughs> i i watched i watched that movie recently and i didn't realize because i love that movie as a kid but i hadn't seen it in years i didn't realize how much of an impact that movie had on my sense of humor oh yeah it's wow. insane it makes a lot of sense all right so what would what would gareth do yeah um so i think that Gareth, the first answer that I came up with was like, who's the guy from Catch Me If You Can? Like a like a Frank Abagnale-esque con man. Uh, yeah. But I think that's like that's like too smart and like too much like cool guy for Gareth. I think he would be like an art appraiser. Just that like stole, a fake... That stole on the side or just... No, just like a, like a fake money laundering ass job. Like billionaires will be like, Hey Gareth, how much is this painting worth? And Gareth will be like, a million dollars. And then the billionaire would be like, oh, I'll donate it for a million dollars off my taxes. And then like discreetly slide Gareth like. I'd like to uh, amend my answer. Uh, Arnold would just be painting in the like basement somewhere. <laughs> <and> just, like, <laughs> just like. <laughs> I all right. I would sign up for this shitty fantasy version of white collar. <laughs> let's see um david on twitter at the avery baby on twitter wants to ask diana after listening to all that crunching what is your favorite snack oh i'm i mean i think i probably do chips and dip the most often at least more specific so. please dip what do you mean what what kind of dip yeah jess just yelled dip dip it's, it's the yeah, it's like, the french onion Beautiful. It is a hell of a good French. Oh, those are dip. so good. They're so good. And then the Lavy Ways. The Lavy Ways. Lavy Ways. Lavy. I love them. No, Lavy Waves all day. I love those Lavy Ways, y'all. Lavy Waves. That's what they're called in Waterdeep. Yes. That's what some people call never never mind. <laughs> never. Like never as it came mind. out of my mouth, I knew it was wrong, but I couldn't my brain could not figure mm-hmm. out where I went wrong. In that Lay, moment, Lay's onion flavored, funny onion flavored, onion flavored. Anyway, I'm gonna go with that's probably my my favorite. Excellent, good choice. 
Um, was there a moment for you, since I'm already talking to you, during the duration of the campaign where you had like an aha or like an I get it kind of situation since you yeah, were Yeah, like to the, the end of it. Oh, the end of it. it so like right, just campaign. in time. Yeah. Just was in time for the ending of it. Was there yeah, a specific, like, what, what was the specific thing that made you have that moment? I think when I finally put, uh, I put two and two together with the um, Beholder children. Mm -hmm. uh, that was awesome. Yeah. So, so I don't know. I to, to me, that was when I started to get it a little bit more. And I like to think that it just steadily got better. Um, for the few remaining episodes there were, because again, it did take me the whole campaign, but I got there and that's the important part. And hopefully I'll hold on to that for the next one and we're not starting over. Um, but um, yeah, I, I think that would be the, the moment that I finally kind of better understood. I had a general understanding, but right. yeah. light bulb moment. It's a great moment. And speaking of the finale, Garion. Um, regarding Gareth's use of the fireball necklace in the finale, I can't not bring this up. I know we talked about it in the intro a little bit, but was this a premeditated strategy for Gareth or was it a spur of the moment thing that you just, oh, you remembered you had it? And dude, how did uh, so little of what I do at any given moment is premeditated? <laughs> I don't, I think I've, I've planned for so little in my life, but. So I saw this big monstrosity in front of me and I weighed my options and I was like, what am I going to do? Attack it with my daggers? <laughs> no, no, I'm not going to do that. I, I'm asking specifically, like, did that moment remind you that you had that implement? For thirty episodes, or yeah, did you have that in your, in your back cargo jean oh, pocket? Oh, oh, I see. Road I pocket, see. like waiting for the moment to use it. Because I know you as a, I know you as a player, and there's no fucking way you would have knowledge you would have knowingly sat on that necklace and deliberately not used it until that moment. Because to your point, you guys went through a bunch of bullshit before that before that finale. So there's no way that you would have been like, no, this moment's not important enough. I'm gonna save this because you're an impulsive person. Um, I think I feel first of all, I, I hate to go back into gamer territory again, but you have to remember that I'm a fucking loser who doesn't have very many friends in real life. Um, well, actually, no, that's not true. I do, they're real, but they just go to a different school, you wouldn't know them. Um, <laughs> thank god, she lives uh, in Canada, yeah. Jess might know them, yeah. It's, it's <laughs> Jess, it's Jess, she lives in Canada, you don't know her, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but. In terms of like things in D and D, like in video games, I tend to like hoard them, like in case I might need it later. I did completely forget about the like grenade things until that moment. But if you could refresh my memory a little bit, Alex, the thing that I had thrown the grenades at, it was Floon who like turned into a big like plant monster or something. It was it there was, were tentacles. Floon turned into a massive, yeah. uh, like Leviathan from the deep, kind of on land thing. It was uh, Eldritch was the was the right. vibe I was going for, sort of a Cthulian esque. 
monster. So yeah, okay. It it it, it reminded me of you know various like Dark Souls, Elden Ring, or even like a Skyrim DLC boss fight where I'm like, what? I feel like fire would be the most useful thing against an eldritch tentacle slimy being, and the only and I was trying to think of like ways to light it on fire. And then it was just like sort of a eureka moment where I was like, I bet that in somewhere in Gareth's fucking cargo cloak, he still has the necklace of grenades that we just didn't bother putting okay. away. Can I can I interject here just like from a from a, a show running storytelling fan of real play podcast moment, you backed ass first into the perfect final episode moment where like you had a thing canonically guaranteed to you that you saved for the perfect moment which was the boss fight in the last like you yeah it was the sunglasses no you did every piece of it right for the wrong reasons and that angers me so so deeply Well, question for you. Well, what would what do you think the right reasons to use the the grenade necklace would have the been? Right, no, no, no. The reasons you did it for was 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 right. It was the last episode. It was the big boss. Like you did all that right, but it was the it was the way you thought about it, which was you just you just waited until you remembered. Where like in my experience, it's like oh, you know, I went I went back over countless episodes and listened, and like I remembered I had this, or I had it written down, but like seven asterisks next to it with like do not use thing. unless yeah. climactic. The, the idea that you genuinely oh. just like had a eureka moment in the moment is the most improv thing I can imagine. Okay. I'm so impressed by it, honestly, and that does it's hand in hand fill me with rage. I was going to ask you how angry that made you, Alex. Uh, it, that happened. He killed when, him immediately. No, yeah, yeah, dude, I died literally the next turn. <laughs> he killed him. He's like, how dare it you? It wasn't even Murdered. like the next like rotation. No. I threw the grenade. Then it was Tim's turn, and he just killed me. Actually, you, reve- you revealed the grenade, and Tim killed you. Arnold threw it on his next turn. I didn't even... Yeah, uh, speaking of which... Hold on, I was going to get to Arnold because no, 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 please. this was really surprising for me as as an audience member of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked a, b- a little bit about like the nuanced blend of like childlike innocence and fierce loyalty that Arnold feels and mm-hmm. like his development from someone who's just naive to someone who like understands there's bad people in the world and fighting with that internally. But right. in that moment, Arnold saw the grenades and saw his dead friend and walk me through like okay i'm gonna tell you yeah um that was like normally if you you know historically on the show i just have gone purely based on what arnold would do you know Mm -hmm. and i was like i don't want to play above table at all i don't want to be like oh this is what i would do it's a smart thing like even if i'm like oh i know the answer here but there's no freaking way arnold would know you know I, i try not to play it um this is like the only exception in the whole freaking campaign where i was like i can't do the thing that i know arnold would do in this moment because but like what arnold would actually have done in that moment i think would have been break down no i think he would have uh jumped onto gary and, and kind of threw them behind him as he's just like doing this to his friend but i was so terrified of making that dumb roll that i would kill diana as i throw the necklace behind that would have been so fucking funny <laughs> I, I know arnold is I so know. distraught he's like no gareth get these things out of here no 
and, and I, I i can't tell you like so like if you see me like in that moment i was like i was thinking a few things i was like okay it's kind of not fair that gareth doesn't get this moment to throw this necklace since he's the one who had it in his pocket and thought of it and i was like but i also don't want to just haphazardly throw it behind me and waste it because that feels unfair to him as well mm-hmm. and that's kind of that's where that's where i was i was like i don't want to waste this freaking thing and like then we're just gonna have to you know use his dagger over and over in hopes of uh you know, getting some mercy from the dm um, i really went aha <laughs> it was so bad it was perfect it was funny um but yeah so it was like uh so from arnold's perspective it was a situation where it was like his friend was down uh everything was just awful and he didn't know what else to do so he threw the big bomb at the big bad you know that he saw so the one that was yeah oh i'm sorry i don't mean to interrupt i no i was gonna say it was the it was the one that was like the least friendly to him in the moment (laughs) because he still like loved him in a way you know so I have a few like core images from the campaign that we that we all did together of like scenes that we all did that remain like burned into my mind's eye. One of them is thirty two grave robbers fighting over thirty one graves. That, was that so one funny. that one is frozen in in my brain. Um, one of them is Tess uh, failing her stealth roll and throwing herself over that ship in the dock ward to like hit a dude. And, like cave his brain in but but one of them is, is the image of arnold standing over gareth like f- like hurling this necklace at this like huge horrible cthulian monster just like in one last like final defiance of you're not really my friend i thought it was i honestly thought it was amazing yeah that was incredible that was such I, a great end. i'm so excited i hate i really hate to toot my own horn but my favorite moment in the entire like show so far has got to be that shit-eating grin on my face when I looked at Alex in the eyes metaphorically after that shitty little gnome did his flashbang. And I said, Gareth is wearing sunglasses. I was so, I was so above okay. table angry at you. This is why so, people need to watch the show because there's oh, yeah. so many times where you can just see Alex's face drop. Okay. So, and you, yeah, it fact, audio, audio, audio listeners, audio listeners, love you to death. Grow up, get with it. <laughs> I think, I think, like, okay, so above table, this show was supposed to end on episode 53. Just like the way the time ran, it was supposed to end one episode uh, earlier. Except Gareth was wearing sun- Gareth having sunglasses on. Oh, postponed so- us a whole ass episode well what if we could reveal it oh fuck oh god sorry if we could reveal it now what was supposed to have happened if i was wearing some ordinary regular glasses like some some kind of fucking so, loser i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say what was supposed to happen because again i've been really trying to be intentional with like whatever was supposed to happen was what we did together that's what was supposed to happen. The way that I saw it, rough draft in my head was... Well, what did you envision? The way that I envisioned it was the gnome was working undercover for the Xanathar Guild. He uh, cast color spray and escaped and ran down to the vault where uh, Floon was waiting, trying to get in, and uh, perished somehow. And then Floon was waiting for you guys in the vault. That was the moment. I had been thinking of that moment for 25 plus episodes where I was like, Floon is waiting for the character in the vault. That's the cliffhanger on the penultimate episode is Floon saying, what's up, guys? 
And then Gareth had on sunglasses and I had to do a bunch of other shit. God, I can imagine Flute fucking opening the door to the vault. He's like, oh, dude, they're going to be so fucking surprised when they open the door. He opens the door. They're already... Oh, oh, what the... Ah! Oh. Okay. Actually, I had this question, and it's not it's not a favorite moment because I think that, that question inherently has a lot of pressure, but, like, what's a highlight moment that you remember fondly from, from the campaign? What's, like, a, what's like a, a top three moment that you remember? Because a whale Oh my god, the whale episode. Let's whale talk was... about the whale. Go the ahead. The whale Anthony. episode is so freaking funny. Like that, the whole episode was cracking me up. Like everything about it was perfect. And the best part is that the whale is okay. No, stop. This is the it's wrap up fine. episode. It's we fine. don't have to be funny here. The the whale is whale. not fine. It's fine. He, is. Actually, he went to fantasy Juilliard. He's fine. He that, got a full ride. That that awesome. episode has so many good jokes. For example, in like minute four, Tess was like, Oh yeah, HR wants to talk to you horse resources. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, hold on, wasn't that my joke? No, I, I think that was Tess actually. I think you said HR wants to talk to you and Tess said horse Oh no, wait. Tess said HR wants to talk to you and Gareth didn't say <laughs> horse horse. I'm I'm very proprietary of my jokes, I hate to say. <laughs> I remember I liked, Oh uh, sorry, Tess, please. Well, you guys are just fucking talking and I'm just like, I am on the ground <laughs> and you could care about Dude, me. That fucking that was one of my favorite I love doing like uh, a foley work and making sounds. <laughs> that was one of my favorites of Tess beneath the you guys are just doing other shit. And I'm like, hello. Oh, it was so much better. And like, I kept trying to figure out how to stop this stupid horse. I was like, I kept failing. And I was like, okay, I can't do anything but laugh in this episode. I have, I have, nothing. I have nothing. And I was stuck doing a stupid voice. And I was like, okay, okay, here we are. I remember, because that was our uh, guest episode with Clara. And I, I had poised everything. So I was like, I had talked to her before, as I talked to every guest before they come on. I'm like, okay, here's what's happening. Here's how we're going to introduce you. Like, it should be like five to 10 minutes. And then you guys just kept doing other shit because she was waiting in the carriage and Gary and was like, I'm going to crawl underneath it and scope that out. And Arnold was like, I'm going to get on top of it. And Diana was like, I'm going to ignore the carriage altogether. And I was like, oh my God, she waited like, 60 minutes to play the game with us. I like that you had it was all magic for her. I was like, like, okay, now you're riding on this giant beast, and here we are. I was, I was, oh god. I brought her on. We've only ever had one guest with two episodes, and it was Clara, and it was because I felt bad for her about how dog shit her first episode was. Oh my god. I will say that personally, uh, one of my favorite of the YouTube shorts in particular. Uh, was the one where Alex goes explains how Sylvia escaped the scene of a crime really quickly, and I just look at the camera and go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was great. You're gonna have to watch YouTube for that one, kids. Diana. <laughs> yeah, audio audio listeners love you to death. Fucking get with the times already. Grow up. Jesus. I have to pee. Can I run to the bathroom real quick? Yeah, can we do a pee break, actually? Let's do a a pee break, and we'll come back to Diane answer. Never mind, Diane. Sean, you gotta gotta, gotta walk away. She can't mind walking if you watch. Oh, okay.
Hello, everybody. Uh, it's everyone's favorite time of the video, the sponsored me with our kind of advertisement. Uh, everybody knows how amazing Libra's Arcana dice are. Everybody also knows how amazing Klondike bars are. We're not sponsored by them. However, I have a question for the three of y'all. What would you do for a Libra's Arcana dice set? Anthony, you go first. Um, now that I know how beautiful and incredible they are because I got this amazing Salamander yeah! yeah! Sand set... I would do just about anything, uh, including playing a lot more uh, Mario Party. Because if you look at this, this D6 looks like the sweet, sweet meat treat that you have to flip in the Mario Party game. And I love it so much. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that, but it looks that like... That does look a lot like steak. It looks like steak. It looks like that raw meat that you just like flip it. And I love like it. Wagyu. So I would, yeah, I would do just about anything. I would uh, murder my best friends. I would make best Watch friends. Watch out, Steven. Just about anybody. Um... <laughs> And for a second dice set, I'll do just about anything to those friends. Uh, but yeah, I'll do just about anything for them. Uh, Diana, what would you do for some sweet Libra's Arcana dice? Um, for sweet, sweet Libra's Arcana dice, I will, um, I will go back in time and not be friends with Anthony so he doesn't murder me. Um, and also do everything I possibly can to stop him from using the phrase meat treat ever again. Just if That's that could ever like come out of your treat. mouth again, I would appreciate that. The meatiest um, of treats. What? Oh, shit. I will also kill Garion when I go back in time. And you guys can help me with this goal by getting me all the Libris Arcana dice sets. Um, Bestie, were you going to answer this question? Well, I was actually going to uh, jump on and say I would, yeah, I mean, like I, I would send somebody a picture of my feet for a set of Libra's Arcana dice that sort of seems like to be the standard answer. Uh, you can quote him on it. If you guys... One died per toe. That's what I, I mean, I obviously. Think. Yeah, for sure, for sure. One died, Alex died has seven toe. toes. I have a lot of toes. It's... Gary, this is... I'm going to have to cut that out later. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, Diana, where can our audience go to get their hands on a set of Libra's Arcana dice to help you on your goal to travel back in time? Oh, so I don't get to answer the question, huh? You introed the bit. What Fuck would you, you do? Guys. What would you do for Libris Arcana Dice? I would go to LibrisArcana.com and at checkout I would use code stupid20. What else can they get at LibrisArcana.com? Diana, please share. Um, you can get in addition to super sweet uh resin dice, you can get metal dice for that satisfying clunk. You can also get uh Leather, thank you, Gary, for that excellent Foley work that the mic will surely pick up. Um, you can also get uh, leather covers for your D&D books. You can get a dice subscription. That's right. You don't even have to think about it. It's just you get surprised with Dice Day, and, and a beautiful new set comes comes right to, to your door. If you decide you need to skip Dice Day that month for whatever reason in this economy, I get it. Uh, just go online and, and, and cancel it. That's it. Easy peasy. You do not have to talk to a real person, which... That's, let's face it, one of the biggest draws for me. Uh, so, so yeah, code uh, stupid20 and librasarcana.com. Librasarcana, dice for life. Save you. No way I gotta keep that super weird pause that you put in there, right? <laughs> <laughs>
Um, I think my highlight moment was uh, us arguing over how much gold Mel can carry when she's swimming. And it was a highlight because, I don't know, I just kept bringing it up at other random points of the campaign and it just delighted so and seemed like a frustration on your okay. face. It was there too. It's so good, Bestie. It's so it was good. funny. And I say this without exaggeration every single time. <laughs> It just got funnier Agreed. every it time. Did. It did. I, Normally, comedy comes in threes, but in this case, comedy uh, comes every single time. <laughs> oh my gosh! It was. So Wait, that reminds me of my favorite moment, which was actually when Alex was trying to do a fancy little intro, and with the it was a dark and stormy night, and there was a donkey pulling oh my a barrel. Holy shit! So, so many times I have done, it's actually why I started writing down the cold open was because a couple of times I was like, I'll just vibe it. And then it just like, as, as first draft ideas do, like it just didn't work. And so we had one where it just like, wasn't funny or it wasn't good. So I scrapped it and then I started again. And then Jess was just like, so wait, where's the donkey? And I was like, you fucking, <laughs> I, you chained me to a sinking idea and made me keep talking about it. You're like, what's the murder weapon? I was like, the handle of a wheelbarrow. <laughs> and the yeah. rib of a donkey. <laughs> oh, that was so good. <laughs> oh, also a highlight. I can't believe none of us said this for a highlight, but the bulge incident. Oh, oh my God. I, God, that was, so... that was the first moment where I was like, I had, it was, it was an arc that we had all built and there was this beautiful like romance story from like beyond the grave. And it was like culminating in this beautiful moment where two souls <laughs> met across the fucking veil of death. And I had, I made the mistake, the mistake of saying bulge <laughs> and you four roasted me like I was a yes, witch man, at baby. Salem. <laughs> oh, listen, that was an amazing amazing moment and we could probably do an hour and a half on our highlight moments but we have more questions to ask go. so go. true damn it <laughs> um jess i have a question for you uh i didn't have anything prepared obviously because alex sprung this surprise, yeah, surprise. On us. but i i've always remembered the moment where your character was introduced and Alex's face changed when he realized what Tess's full name was. And I just want, I want to know if that was intentional, like bamboozle and how much joy you felt when it clicked for him. I think about it all the time and it gives me so much dopamine. It's like, it gets me through the worst days. It makes me so happy. A small part of me was kind of hoping that no one would catch it. Yeah. And then it would just get caught after and Alex would be like, wait, what the fuck? Like during editing? Um, but it was exactly, it went exactly how I pictured it. So I, I think if my memory served me right, Alex realized it as he was introducing her character. Yes. Nope. Because no, it, was it, it, the was, end. it was towards the end because like I introduced, cause all I, all she put on her character sheet that we built together was Tess. That's right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Tess. And then I, I dropped that. Tess. And yeah. then like the end yeah. was like she was kidnapping Cerulean through this portal because she was on for two episodes. And then she was like, DJ Miss Tickles. And I literally, I stopped the show to be like, hold up. What's Did the full you... name, Alex? We haven't said it yet. <laughs> yeah, so Tess's, Tess's name is Tess Tickles. <laughs> <laughs> and you can go Balls. back. 
It's episode. You can watch the moment Alex oh, realizes. Dude, it's so, so my good. favorite. It's so good. It's, it was it's great. Really, exactly how I it's really so incredible. Happy. You guys had a lot of moments like that though, where you surprised me with something, and they're 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 my favorite moments on the show. Like we just talked oh, about my favorite moments, but the moments that you guys surprised me with something were were my favorites because that's like that's improv. Every time Diana remembered she had magic. Yeah, but you remember she could talk to animals. Yeah, well, no, Diana had like a surprisingly fantastic memory oh, for wait, the okay, end, hang on. right? This is, this is my question. I've got it written down. Oh, Diana, go. my question for you. How, how did you split your memory between you can, every single time we talk about our favorite bits of last episode, you have fucking crickets in your brain space. But then in the middle of an episode, when all of us are doing other shit, you will remember that troll skull is haunted what haunts it and the name of the entity haunting it love it i do a lot of drugs no i'm um... trauma based <laughs> memory is what that is <laughs> um i think it means like i hear it obviously and it stores somewhere in there so i feel like it's like an accessing problem and i like to it just takes a while to get processed <laughs> right right exactly well i mean it's a trauma thing yeah i'm um, so so i uh like to wait until the most random moment to to just like leave my little um knowledge bomb my little memory bomb and surprise everybody but i have no idea that there's no rhyme or reason to what i remember <laughs> just sometimes i remember things incredible All right. I had a question for uh, Anthony. Unless, actually, Sean, though, give us another public question if you don't. Yeah, mind. let's get a question from the audience. Um, this one's anonymous. The submitter's anonymous. Wow. Um, it's for the group. And it says, What's the night? Alex. I'll try that again. What's the nicest compliment you have for Alexander James? Listen, Aww. listen, listen. This um, is not, no, don't fucking look at me with that look of pity in your eyes. I didn't come up with this question to make myself I, feel better. Okay, anonymous. I mean, anonymous. submitted. I like that Alex can spell anonymous. <laughs> not the first try. <laughs> okay, anonymous. I like your vest. <laughs> Great cat. Well done. <laughs> Your cat's pretty cool. God's cat's pretty cool. Cat's pretty cool. Let's go around, Diana. Why that face? I haven't even said anything yet. It's it's sort of the like. It looks like it's, you're it's about to it looks like it's, it's that feeling of like it's your birthday and everybody's gathered around and you know that to move on with the day you have to wait for everybody to sing you happy birthday. And I would rather pop a cyanide pill, frankly. You put the fucking My question on the list, I Alexander did. James. I did because it was you a question. It. Had, somebody asked the question, and I wanted yeah, somebody. To no, it's somebody. I, okay. Listen, question okay. asker. I knew this was going to happen, and I I do not appreciate you putting me through this because you knew it was going to happen too. Diabolical. This is what they wanted. Did you ask your wife to do this? Did you DM you on Twitter? Holy shit! <laughs> oh my! Hey, 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 babe, can you can you can you submit a question for me on my podcast? 
<laughs> That's the whitest guy move I've ever heard. Oh my god, dude. Incredible, right, Diana. Tell me something nice. Do it fast. Ramble. Well, I am gonna ramble. Um something okay, he's still making a face, but um, I can say many nice things. I don't usually like to say them to his face because um, that just ruins the fun of it. Uh, no, I I, um, I guess I don't have a lot of experience slash any experience otherwise, but as far as I can tell, uh, you were a great DM. You were enormously patient with me on a serious note because I'd been going through it and we joke about the dissociating, but it's a very real problem um, and, and you were so incredibly patient with me every single step of the way and helped me find the humor in it at the same time because like you knew that this was a real problem for me um and and being new to D, I was of course nervous that this was going to to become an issue but um you you kind of huddled me through it if you will um and and we we made it funny and we got through it and i'm doing better now um so so thank you for for asking me on the show i still don't know why you picked me of all the people showing interest but uh you know um and and thank you for teaching me how to play and being not only a great dm but a very supportive friend while i was going through some shit anyone need a break to go grab a tissue i i'm so desperate oh to, she did the heart over with uh okay here i'll go next why do you look like that no I'm just... <laughs> yeah i do want you to know that while I, I was writing questions for everybody i had two for the group and then one for everybody but i had two for alex because the first one was why do you look like that and then i wrote a second question because i'm like all right that's mean that can't be the only one but I will say that my com my my compliment for you, Alex, is a it is a genuine one, and it's that while uh, we make fun of your character voices a lot, I think you do do a legit good job of like characterizing and giving differences to the NPCs. And when I'm talking to or when Gareth is talking to a character, I don't feel like I'm just talking to a different flavor of Alex. It does feel like I'm talking to Rainier. Or I'm talking to Halig Tree or what have you. Nice. Also, I like your lights. Thanks. <laughs> Oddly enough, Alex's favorite color is not purple. It's not. Which it's I green. was, I was notified. I, everything is purple in your shot at all times. He does it for me. Purple. He knows my favorite color is purple, <laughs> so he's matched his whole configuration. There it is. There it is. The thing you is don't have like to stay with the purple. I, I I don't quite. I actually don't like the green background because it does make me look a little Scrooge McDucky and like I'm hoarding some sort of like cash pile. It, it really washes you out, actually. I will say that looks like a white boy. Purple is probably the best. White's also actually really white's, good. White's quite white's quite bad. I don't like white. I, I, I like white a lot actually. I think yeah, white well, well. white's good for the shot because it's something interesting in the background without messing up the color too much. I agree. Anthony. I think I think white's great. Anthony, the gears are turning. What, what's happening? I'm just, I'm just laughing at these two talking about how great or bad white is. Just, white on. is so great. I love white. White <laughs> is supreme. This is even. why you left the show. Literally, I was, I was, I was texting with Jess today, and we were talking about her coming on, and 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 she was like, "Yeah, I'll be there after I'm done with what I'm doing today. I'm going, I'm going, um, snowshoeing. Love it. 
we finally got our first big snow of the year, a big white dump. And I was like, hello? <laughs> a big white dump? Is it just My like nickname in high school. A big white dump. Dude, that's going to be what I title my autobiography. Oh my. <laughs> a big white dump? That's crazy. Oh my god. Um, yes. My, my, my cocaine plug posting on his story when he just re-ups. <laughs> Yo, big white dump. Hit my phone. Let's make Alex feel uncomfortable again with one more compliment. Oh my god, I have so many. Everything... Diana said is true for me. I don't know what I'm doing. And Alex was so good at all the yes anding, just the most random shit, such as a giant blue whale, or I don't even know, remember what other random shit I did. I tried to eat everything. And he's like, yeah, sure. Um, Alex is also great, like behind the scenes with like me being anxious about everything ever. So just being so stressed about each episode. He's like, you're fine. You're good. You're fine. Um, um storytelling immaculate um the way alex can describe a scene with all of the big words some of which i was just thinking i legitimately learned words from you i had to learn like, I had to go look them up i had to learn oh, oh, oh so but then i start using them because it makes me made fun of they right? don't ask siri in the <laughs> middle <laughs> of the episode <laughs> off camera where you're like hey siri what is a grendel <laughs> yeah, well, because I wanted to know and my curiosity needed to be satiated. Um, yeah, Alex can really paint a scene very well. Um, it's just the sort of sort of writer bullshit you hate to see as a writer and being like, well, that's really good. Hate that. <laughs> um, <laughs> hate that. Hate him. Um, no, Alex Back. is great. He's a great DM. He's a great, I think, leader for the group. And um, he's really good at uh, taking shit from the rest of us, the rest of everyone. So. Are his now, cheeks red enough, you guys? <laughs> all right, now let's go around giving one thing that we don't like about oh Let's go. Oh, Roll it back. Roll it back. I'm Why do you look like that? <laughs> I remember that time I was working on an intro song for this freaking podcast? Oh, wait. Alex just okay. messaged me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> My question, let's... actually... My question for Anthony was, what is your favorite piece of music you've created for this show? Oh, shit. Um, that's a good one. Uh, probably for the, for the, I... for the listener that does that might not know, Anthony has created almost every single piece of music or transition music for this show since day one. Like, my man has been incredibly creative and so flexible with my sort of outrageous demands because I... I, on one hand, profess to know nothing about music, and then on the other hand, make him redo our soundtrack 16 was, times because it's it just not right so yet. Funny. It was so funny. I was just like, I'm not used to this, but okay, I'm not going to get fired <laughs> from this show on this day. Here we go. Uh, you know, I learned a lot about myself in that process. I was like, I'm willing to do a lot. Um, well, I will tolerate a lot from zero money is the thing. I got, I got paid nothing. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, no, no, I, I'm on board. Let's keep yelling at me. Um, Sounds no, like no. a normal day job. No, um, honestly, I really like, I love the way that intro came together. It was like, it was a weird process at like in the beginning, but then it was like watching everyone like enjoy it and like how it came together. It was really a lot of fun. Still a banger. Still a banger. Let's cut yeah, to it I, right now, actually. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to stop um, the show. Here's our theme song. I was like, no, I mean, like that, that song that made me so happy. And then like at the end, having the opportunity to be like, 
here it is again. Like here it is. Like Arnold found that song. I was like, Dude, Anthony, was... I want you to know that, that was so I will... great. I sometimes I walk around like work, like the office, and I'll just be like, "Cause we're critically <laughs> stupid." Also, your your moment in our last episode, and I yes. told you this. I, I I cut it from the episode because it wasn't relevant to the story we were telling. It was already a long episode, but the moment where Arnold goes to the pawn shop to buy his loot, and uh, and I was like, "What's your victory song? What's your triumph song that you walk out singing?" And he sang the theme song. I uh, I, yeah. I was like, "You you went first in the order because it was your yeah. idea to have this like closed." loop at the end which was fantastic but i t i was like i i'm gonna cut you last because that was how campaign one ended was you singing the theme song it was i mean it was perfect dude i was so glad like after um because I, I i was hoping we would have the chance to do that and i was so thankful for you that you were just like open to be like yeah let's all do that this is freaking yeah. cool and i was like yes you it know was. Was like, like, it was rad and like, cause like, I, I didn't get a chance to say like how great you are with everyone else. Uh, but like you, you know, cause like you are amazing and I, I do, I do love you. Um, but like, I really do like that you gave us the opportunity to do those kind of things where I was like, Hey, oh, I thought maybe this was going to happen. And you were like, Oh fuck. Yeah. That's a good idea. And I was like, Oh, he said it. Like I get dopamine now. Yes. You know? Yes. Like, serotonin. I, fuck. Yes. You know, I was like super excited. Um, but then when you were, but, but like, Honestly, in that moment when that happened, I was like getting to watch everyone else's. I was like, oh, this is so freaking good. Like, I'm so glad we did this right now. Like, and it, it felt really good. Like, I was like, this is a perfect ending to this freaking campaign. I, speaking, I love it. Uh, speaking of endings, really quick, I want to jump in because I know that, I know that Jess, you were with us for a, a, a short time, a, a, sh a short 15 episodes that I'm going to be real felt like 30 episodes because of your yeah. impact on the group and 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 our show like we legitimately only like, 15 episodes only 15 that's crazy like, Jess, we talked about you almost every week since you left like you are incredible and we missed you every week and then the week after you left we had jenna on the show and it was a fucking dog shit episode and I'm, gonna <laughs> cut, I'm gonna cut this part out but it was bad it was real rough but um i know that you and i worked on your you, I know you and I worked on your ending for, for how you left the show. How did that go? Like, did it go the way you wanted it to? Or was there a different way you wanted to see Tess sort of like leave the show? I figured that that was how it was going to be. Like, it was a kind of a full circle thing, right? Like, that's how she kind of started was that she jumped through this portal. Mm -hmm. Whatever. That's kind of what I pictured happening. Um, I think... It was important to me that we ended in a way where like Tess could come back, even though Gary and really kindly suggested that the you guys just fucking kill Tess. <laughs> but well, I don't think. Hold on, let's run that back. Did I? You're like guys. For you were like um yeah. Gary was like guys. Just I, it's like I love Tess, but like for dramatic purposes, what if we kill her? What if we eat her? She's <laughs> you, a did, you did suggest oh. that we turn her into a hamburger. We just turn her into uh -oh. a hamburger. Okay, listen, listen. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been really funny, and <laughs> I do. You guys are up. just crying until like your face. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's she's it's always like gonna be a double. part of us for the next twenty four hours. <laughs> just sometimes I, longer if you don't get enough fiber. God, you know, damn, we should open a chain restaurant. I'm still digesting her loss. <laughs> what? Just what happened? When Tess got back to the Fey realm, like what what state was her apartment in after you finally got your keys back and all of her plans went back there? 
all the all plants were dead. All the plants were dead. They were so oh. crispy. It was actually a fire hazard because you left the heat cranked, but sure. all the plants are dead. Um, Bunch of kindling. Yeah, lots. Yeah, so it, was, yeah is, it was a mess. Just like, yeah, just like her. <laughs> and what is Tess doing now? Guess we'll have to find out. At some point. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We yeah. Need to I can't make Jeff, any Jeff, promises Jeff. right now in case like I decide that she dies. Yeah, Jess and I need to keep that ambiguous for Hamburger. Don't fucking worry about it. Yeah, and also I... don't tease us, Jess. How dare you? you I had a question for <laughs> Alex. <laughs> yeah. Oh, please. Uh my question for Alex is um there are a plethora of examples where things went completely off the walls, haywire from what you intended. Is was there any sequence that went exactly as you had planned in your head? Ooh, that's a really good question. Um, got to think hard about this one. Yeah, so yeah. Few. The yeah. the episode that we had it was before it was before Jess came onto our show, but it was the episode where you guys went. Um, into the morgue to get answers from a corpse. It was the first sort of like flashback episode we had where where there was like a riddling demon and each of you faced like a scene yeah. in the past. Now it it didn't go exactly as I had planned it because it was the very very first episode where I walked into it with zero preparation because I knew that I wanted to delve into each of your individual backstories but I had no idea what you guys were going to bring to the table. So I had some questions and some prompts and some ideas um but that was, the, I mean, of our 54 episodes, that's probably the most adrenaline filled I've ever felt after an episode because of like the energy and the storytelling that you guys brought just raw to the, and, and even like Diana, I mean, that was episode like 12, like you were still learning how to play the game, how to be, how to role play, how to be this character. But like, even the role play that you were able to bring to that episode was just like so incredible um it didn't go how i thought it was going to but it, it 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 exceeded every expectation i could have had that was one of my one of my favorite episodes like early on for sure and uh, but uh, I, I remember being like concerned that i was like oh i feel like alex really wants arnold to be a plagiarist at this point but i don't think arnold would do it you know like it's so always like ah, i have to push back but i don't like it but it's also what the character would do it feels uncomfortable but like it feels right but those you know? are the, but those are great moments where like i like the the moments where you as a character and i as a dm find ourselves at opposite ends of the spectrum coming against each other are yeah. so fruitful for what your character's about because that yeah. moment was like, I was like, what if Arnold is a plagiarist? And you were like, what if he's fucking not? Yeah. yeah. Oh, and, yeah. Well, and he got to learn like who his real friends were and who was saying bad things about him and how- Yeah, like the DM. Him. Exactly. <laughs> how dare you DM? <laughs> how dare you God? God is against Arnold is the problem. God, right? I, guys, I'm, I'm so sorry. I spent the last pee break making a drink. Give me just two minutes. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, Gary, I'm so glad you asked that question. I believe we've got a community question that reflects that one very nicely, Sean. Do you do you have that one about um, fucking up storylines? Oh, yeah. So uh, from Catman Jones, once again in our Discord server, was there ever a time where you felt, oh, we fucked this whole story? Let's go with uh, Diana. I mean, part of me still feels that way. I'm 
truthfully, I there there was a portion of this where I was just lost, just just very confused and I'm I don't know. I check out sometimes. Anyway, I I'm so so I had no really after everything nice I just fucking said about you. You're gonna be like watch that. on YouTube. Uh -huh. Alex, audio listeners love you to death. Jesus Christ, dude, <laughs> come on. I wish I wish I wasn't a silent laugher sim simply for the audio program. But I'm a, that's but I'm funny. A Dude, I gotta, I gotta foley your laugh. Here, Alex, yeah, give, me, give me a silent laugh. <laughs> was, was that good? Nailed it. Ten out of ten. No notes. Perfect. Was that good? Did you like it? I couldn't tell it wasn't him. <laughs> Basically, what I sound like. Diana, go ahead. Um. So, so anyway, I'm. Um, Sometimes I just had no idea what direction we were supposed to go in. And there were times when I would feel like some friendly NPC was trying to get us back on track. But I, and I knew, I knew I was off track and I knew the NPC wanted me on track. And I also really wanted <laughs> to be on track, but I couldn't put like two and two together as to how to get back on, on the track and those were moments where I just felt bad because I'm like I'm I'm biffing this and and I don't mean to but I don't know <laughs> I, I would love to see a super cut of us above table being like Alex what are we supposed to be doing in this moment because <laughs> you know yeah, how many that, times that was actually going to be like part of my answer is because I have played like a lot of D&D &D growing up like my father dm'd a campaign for me and my childhood friends for like almost a decade um wow. and so this was the first campaign where we could be like listen i'm gonna keep it a bug with you alex what is going on because <laughs> if we tried that with my dad he'd be like figure it out because that was part of the game but because we were like doing this for content yeah. we as fun as that, like, figure out what to do next part, that is fun in D&D. Yeah. It's not fun to watch. So we did kind of have to be like, Alex, we, where are we going, dude? <laughs> I, I mean, I will, I will interject and say those moments were, I mean, we had maybe three of them in 54 episodes where you guys were like, oh, as a unit, because that's the only time I took it seriously was when you as a whole group were like, all right, all of us are lost. Where do yeah. we go? And then I, I think it's because, the... yeah, because we had we had multiple paths where we could yeah. Have that I think that was things, and we're like, that, which one that, do that you was... need us to take right now, man? And you're like, mm, one of these three, and we're like, then we kind of come up with it in the spot. It was that was it was really cool how you did that. That, that was something that I think that was like kind of I don't want to say a flaw. I mean, it is a flaw. I just don't want to say it because it's mean. Cool, uh, cool, cool, cool. But cool. like of like. <laughs> A little bit, starting from a little bit before Jess joined the show, it felt like okay. you kept giving us too many threads and too many, like, paths to take. And I understand that you wanted, like, a variety of options about, like, oh, we have, like, a choice of what to do. But you gave so many that we were like, okay, but we don't know what the main quest is anymore. 
can I actually, can I address that? Because that's one thing that I noticed about myself as the, that was the middle of the campaign was I, I had such a tight hand on the storylines that I was like, I was writing the story for you guys. And I was like, this is a red herring. This is a Chekhov's gun. This is the main quest. But I was the only person that was seeing where those threads went. So the fact that you guys tripped over them was like, obviously you were going to trip over them because I was the only one writing them. Like that was the moment where you guys in the middle of the campaign were like, we don't know where we're going or what we're doing or what any of these are actually where I was like, oh, I need to stop telling the story by myself and let us as a group tell it and go where we need to go. That's why, like if I had envisioned it from the jump, the finale would have been wildly different as to who was the ultimate bad guy and what they were doing there and how you found them and how you <sighs> found out. Like all of that would have been different, but I wouldn't trade the ending we came up with for the ending I could have written alone. Like the ending we came up with as a group was far, far better and more satisfying than the ending I could have written in a room by myself because that shit's boring and I've already written a book and it's not very good. Oh, shut up. I disagree. Uh, I don't give a fuck what you think. You know what? In that case, I um, do agree. It was shit and you shouldn't buy it. That's right. That's right. Do not <laughs> what buy. can you buy? Alexander James. Go check it out. Do uh, not but... buy the wood kill. No, but books are sold. James. Do not buy Play It Again by Anthony Thank you. Thank you. Uh, it's a great comic. Oh, yeah. Let's all just jerk each other off. All right. Let's get off. Go make a weird podcast. <laughs> Where all the jerking off happens. <laughs> all right all right all right one more let's do one more question from each of us and then let's get the fuck out of here yes this has been a fantastic campaign wrap-up but i'm excited to talk about what we're getting into next so producer sean start us off i have one more question for the group um i mean i wanted to spend like 30 minutes on sean the gorilla but we'll skip that um <clears throat> so like we talked about favorite moments or like top moments, but like what is one action or decision you made with your character that you feel should define their legacy in Waterdeep Dragon Heist in this campaign? Um, what makes it so memorable or significant for your character? Uh, you've got to give us at least like a few minutes to think about this one, right? <laughs> I mean, I have mine. Genuinely. I will. You I just remember go... when my character went and he talked to that roadie situation <laughs> and did nothing. That's, you guys remember when I we had that episode where I was like, oh yeah, let me go talk to this guy and it'll get some, we'll, I'll get some sort of, some information that'll be like pertinent to this, this conversation, this like, this, this campaign in general. And I talked to this guy and I got nothing. I was just like, oh, I did nothing. I did nothing in this whole episode. Um, that was it. That was it. I was like, oh yeah, Arnold's still going to be friends with this nobody that I'm never going to speak to again or ever hear from again. Um, I'm so glad I did that. I was so glad. It felt so so good and i felt like i was just like oof i'm getting like all these like reward chemicals in my brain i was feeling really good that day for sure 
I will speak because I'm not. I I have no character in Waterdeep, so so. Uh, you have every character. Oh, every character in like of the of the cast that I have gathered here, I have no characters. So I will answer for Anthony and say that it is the moment where he stood over the fallen form of his best friend Gareth and hurled this fireball necklace at his former friend, an employee and person that he like had spent days with. Can I tell you though, of... guys? As okay, Arnold would have seen that guy and been like, "Oh, he's a villain now." Anthony, as me, the player guy, was like, "I do not believe for one second that they are so not the same person." Like, it <laughs> oh took my me... god, you were so <laughs> guys! I was so mad that they weren't the same person. I can't tell you how mad I was as a human person that they weren't the same character. I was just like, I was like, no, 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 no. I was like, Loon is like, I, I, I was like, these are the same guy. It's a Hulk situation. It's a, it's a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde situation. They're the same person, but they don't know it. So they're redeemable. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to be able to help one of them. Cause one of them is still my friend, but one of them is not like internally. Like, like Dude, I was actually so mad that Floon mattered. Because in my heart of hearts, <laughs> I wanted him to be a nothing character. <laughs> like, Alex was dropping so many hints and clues, <laughs> and I was just like, fuck you, Floon, go to work. Yes! Oh, man. I, yeah. I wanted them, I wanted Rainier to be Floon so bad. Like, I wanted them just to be the same guy, and then eventually would just be like, we'll marry these two characters in a character that can still be my friend, and it won't have to die. And it'll be fine. We don't have to fight this guy. And that didn't happen. And I was very wrong, and I was sad about okay, it. Okay, we have, we amazing. have, we have tangented. We need to come back Jess, to. Jess, you said you had an answer. Yeah, but then I got like 11 other answers while everyone kept talking, and I was stressed out. We're talking really fast. Listen fast, listeners. Um, okay, well, the iconic moment that I will be proud of until the end of time is when I misty-stepped a cow onto a person. And a listener told me that they had tried something similar in one of their campaigns. So for yes. me, it was peak test because uh, I had a very vague idea of what was going on, but I knew that that was what the thing was. So I wanted to do it. It was impulsive and stupid, and it ruined... Uh, <laughs> Dude, I was actually, Jess, Jess, love you, Jess. I was actually for real, actually real life mad. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I wasn't like, oh, Gareth is so mad at Tess. No, Garion was mad at Jess. But it was so good. It was so funny. It was so funny. Oh, my God. I will take comedic value over plot. (laughs) No, it was, it was, it was great. It was definitely great. Oh. Uh, for me, that was iconic test because it just it ruined everything. It didn't really serve a purpose. And then Alex punished Tess for an entire episode afterwards. I did. I did. It was yeah. fucking you hilarious. You were oh, trapped yeah. underwater the entire time. That entire oh, episode. Gosh, it was, it was so bad. Funny. I spent an entire episode drowning because gorillas can't swim. And Alex started the episode by hurling me and daniel and dina into the fucking marina if memory serves <laughs> producer sean you also deserve to be punished a little bit in that episode did you not because i didn't stop dina from killing your main npc that was supposed yeah. to drive the yeah. of the, the episode uh-huh Oop. oopsies that, that was me that was me <laughs> all I right think- 
Diana, do you have a moment that you find defines your character's legacy from this campaign? Um, that's such a heavy question. Um, I, I think that there, there's two kind of answers because in the beginning, um, God, I think it was the first episode, my character kills somebody and I went into this not right. Whoops. Death. Um, I, I was not intending to be a murder hobo. I was specifically told not to be a murder hobo. And then there was this situation where I didn't know what else to do. And then the dice gods had me roll real high, real high and, and, I killed Marvin. Um and and that sort of set off, you know, the first half of the campaign that God, you remember his name? No one <laughs> isn't that crazy? Her first victim, of course. Damn you always you remember your first. Hey everybody, my name's uh Diana. I play Mel. Uh I don't remember anything that happened last week at all except Marvin, the guy I killed in episode one. Except for Marvin, the man who first tasted the wrath known as the pointed tip of my arrow. <laughs> That's metal as fuck. So uh, is the pointed tip of your arrow. True that. <laughs> You're not wrong. Um, so, I... Uh, <laughs> that was great. <laughs> oh, I'm, not, I'm not too mad at it. Um, so, so that's, um, so that kind of started off, uh, this, this accidental murder hobo when I was like, this is going to be what I'm known for. But then in the middle of the campaign, um, Mel switches, she decides to spare somebody who ultimately she shouldn't have and should have just fucking died. But, you know, she made the decision. And then even when, um, I recall there was an episode trying to get information from, floon and i uh, instead of getting angry murdery she tried another tactic which was far more peaceful um which i i think culminated in that moment with tim where where her main priority was the kid and getting the kid taken care of you know it, it's this big switch from just kill everything that stands in the way to i'm um, keeping safe uh, the the people that you care about or who's right to defend. Not that I w wasn't still a little shooty, but you know, it never fully goes away. Beautifully said. Love that. Garion, what do you think, bud? Um, I think that uh, Gary or Gareth's character defined mode of campaign one it was just almost the pinnacle example of Alex trying to give Gareth an arc. It was when Tim approached Gareth in the sewer and was just like, I can't believe you lied to me. Why would you do that? And Gareth lied more <laughs> and then forever sealed that entrance and never spoke to Tim again. Every other encounter with Tim... Tim was like, I'm sorry, Gareth. And Gareth said nothing. Gareth hasn't said a word to Tim since just like of complete, oh, it was an accident, man. So, okay, can I just, can I just briefly, there has been 
expressed a small amount of surprise at, oh, wow, it's really Tim is so angry in the final episode. Yeah, dog, he is. He's been gaslit for 32 episodes. (laughs) No, Gareth ghosted the shit out out of Tim, bro. Tim has like triple pigeons, Gareth. Yeah. That's like triple texting, but there isn't phone, so if it was p- messenger pigeons. Triple, triple pigeons. I got it. Yeah, joke explains everybody. Can't read. Yeah, that's why he's been ghosted. He keeps sending letters and Gareth is like, what the fuck is this, dude? There's a lot of there's a lot there's a lot more numbers on this one than there were on the Every, he hands it to Arnold can like, hey, can you read this? And Arnold immediately just starts bawling and can't like actually say what it is. <laughs> Are we going to do one more question a piece? Is that what you said, Alex? Let's try this for a last question. What's going on, dear audience member? I've cut the last four and a half minutes for reasons that you don't need to dive into. Alex, how do you think it was going to end? Before you understood, before you experienced it, or before you learned about it, how did you think it was going to end? I want to start with producer Sean, because he's been moderating this whole episode. He's been very, very patient with all of us. How did you think it was going to end before you learned about it? I, I very early on thought that Bloom was the hitch pin of the climax of the story. Um, maybe it's different because I'm an audience member and I wasn't in it. I wasn't too close to it, but I knew he was significant to the ending of the story in some way. Did I think he was going to be like in the vault reading? No, um, but I did knew I did know that you guys would make it to the vault at some point and that there would be a big bad that you had to fight. But uh, definitely, definitely thought Flume was involved somehow. Okay, okay, Gary. Um, I thought that we were going to be chasing down because you remember how you opened with like a like a big monologue about how like a gnome like had some sort of rock, which I mm-hmm. believe was the stone of glory or whatever. I thought we were gonna be chasing down that gnome the whole time and there was gonna be like a big climactic confrontation where like it's like a big chase scene and he like enters a room that's like a dead end and he's like facing wall he's like Ugh! and he like turns around and we're all like bare silhouetted against the open window we're like end of the line shitbag cool love that okay jess i had absolutely no fucking idea i never i didn't have any idea what was happening when i was on the I show mean, yeah she wasn't here at the beginning so or at the like end heart... yeah she like i'm just the sweet part of the middle of the <laughs> orient the best part of the show for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She she was like uh um fucking god damn it, what's her name? Shit. What? Rashida Jones's character in the office who was Anne only Perkins. on the show. Oh for... no, oh sorry, uh not Amber. In Perkins. the office. It was like it was like uh, Karen, Karen something. Karen. Karen. It it was like her who was on the show for like a season and yeah. had like a great impact, but it was just like okay, bye. bye. <laughs> I, I'm happy to hear that I had a good impact. So I felt like I was just there. Um, I was I, a, low bar, a low bar. I hate to say. How dare you, Jess? That's insane. It was just there. Jess, I don't shut think up. I contributed shut to up, plot ever, ever. Yeah, you didn't get mad at me when I swore. So you did a great job. <laughs> Woof, hey, okay, Anthony. 
Wait, no, I haven't. Well, I have a comment, which is I feel very no, yes. I feel a lot better about that really bad scene, Alex, where you and I tried to be really funny, but you were floon and Tess and Floon were trying to have a conversation. It was just not it's not going anywhere. It wasn't funny. I wasn't warmed up yet. It was the first 10 minutes. It was terrible. I feel very vindicated because um Tess was sus of Floon always the whole time. You did him. not like Floon. I did not from like Floon. Jump Street. Nope. Didn't trust that guy. Was yeah. it was it legit only Gareth who was fully <laughs> like, nah, it's just Floon. It's just a goofy little bartender. <laughs> What could, what do you mean? It's the flood. <laughs> Anthony. Yeah. Um, the whole time I, I like as soon as you announced that Jess was coming on the show, it was like Jess is like the funniest person I've seen on Twitter. And I'm I like I can't wait to freaking get to see her on the show. It's gonna be amazing. Um and it was. It was uh, you know, amazing. Um, but yeah, I've, as far as the ending is concerned, I thought the entire time that Jess Rainier was floon and that there was a that, that I thought I thought they had like a split consciousness situation in which it was like, like a Dr. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. High. Mr. Yeah. High. I was like, he's gonna go with a Mr. High. Like Floon is always acting like he's like, what's up, man? Like super high, bro. I'm like, that's Mr. Dude, High. Uh, and to be fair, I was like, I don't think we have ever seen them in the same room together. We didn't. We didn't until literally the last episode. And I was like, I, I can't tell you as a player, as a person, I was just like, no, 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 no. No one would believe that those two people are the same people unless they were the same people. That's not a thing that happens in the world. Like you don't, you know, you like you understand. I've been, I've been catfished. You, you know, like people, people present themselves differently. But no one, no one is just like that person is that person, right? So, so the wild thing that you just dropped right now. <laughs> yeah, I've been catfished. Let's talk about the end of our D and D campaign. Yeah, so just last weekend, I was going on a beautiful <laughs> date, and who sat down in front of me? A 45-year-old man. And what? He robbed me at gunpoint. But anyway, Floon <laughs> has to be right here. Um, so my date with the 45-year-old man was fantastic. I am not single any longer. <laughs> and I would, uh, I'm happily engaged to Frank. Happily engaged. No, but but like the entire time I was like, don't worry, don't worry, Anthony. These two people are the same person. You're gonna figure this out at the end because like no one would confuse these two people unless they were actually in fact the same person. It's and almost, I was, a, I was like, it's almost right. a bigger twist that they were separate people. And yeah, it, it really it was. genuinely was people just making a mistake yeah, across the town. Me, to me as a player, I was literally like, you can watch me be like, okay, so you're saying. You're saying that they're definitely not the same person. Wait, so you're saying like, they don't have to it watch it. You asked. You stopped the finale and you were like, wait, they're they're different? You mean to tell believe me. it. Okay. I still have trouble believing it. Cause I was like, I really did. I like the whole show. I was because that's what they like early on, I was like, okay, Floon is Rainier, I get it. Like, this is going to be interesting. It's going to be fun to, like, navigate this situation. And then, like, as it was going, I was like, oh, I'm wrong. Oh, no, I can't be wrong. I can't be wrong. It's impossible. It's impossible that I'm wrong about this. And you're like, you're very wrong about this. And I was like, no. No. <laughs> no. Okay. No. <laughs> Diana, yes. how did you think it was going to end? Oh, um, you know, I have been with the show from the beginning to the end, and I had no fucking idea how it was going to end. I don't have the same excuses. It's just because I have fucking been here. Um, and I was very confused for part of it. I I genuinely, and, and I had so many questions at the end that I was just rapid fire because in I- In the beginning, in the middle. 
sort of all through. <laughs> I just called you nice in the Discord. <laughs> I love you. Nice. Yeah, yeah. And then you shot her three times in the chest. I don't understand what I've done to deserve this. Does Noah call for because Anthony's so um, nice the whole time? We're all dicks. Like, we're all I know. So that's the thing. Literally, <laughs> that was noted in the Discord so today. In the Discord, I oh, there was so a much. video, there was a compilation that Bestie put together of us being dicks to each other. And I'm like, so good. why is Anthony so much nicer than us? Ha ha. And it ended with me just saying, oh, I think Anthony's just a nice guy. And now, <laughs> now you come for me. I love you. All right. Fine. And I'm not so where... question anymore. Where is the ghost mafia headed next, Alex? Let's talk about that. Thank you so much for asking. Um, we California. <laughs> <laughs> so we are not uh, uh, ending the show. We we spoke at the end of campaign one um, as a as a crew as a cast and and decided that we wanted to 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 keep telling a story. Um, we are walking into one of the all time greatest campaigns that has ever been written for Dungeons and Dragons, and that is the Curse of Strahd. Um, it is a Tim Burton, sort of Bram Stoker-esque, gothic, bloody nightmare that I think will be very funny, mostly because of these three fucking bing-bongs. And uh, I think we're going to start dropping episodes... Probably like early Feb, like late January, early February, because we all have families and jobs, and we we want to record a bank of episodes so that when inevitably we need to take like emergency breaks or sick sick time or whatever, we don't interrupt the flow of of episodes dropping. But speaking of episodes dropping, in addition to dropping in late January, um, we are going to have new new episode days. Historically, for Campaign One, we released Friday afternoons. Um, we are going to start releasing episodes Thursday morning. We are going to drop episodes at six a.m. Uh, actually, probably closer to 5 a.m. Uh, Thursday morning so that everybody has all day Thursday and Friday and then all of the weekend to watch that new episode, mostly so that I can get the episodes uploaded before I go to work. Um, I'm a chef by trade, so I work very long days, and it became increasingly difficult towards the end of the campaign to find uh, 20 to 30 minutes of uninterrupted time to uh, release new episode days. So we're going to have a new new episode day time Thursday early. Um, so everybody has, has uh, time to check out the new campaign that we are dropping. It's, it's going to be inspired by Curse of Strahd, but it will not be from the book Curse of Strahd, just like what we played this campaign wasn't from the book Waterdeep Dragon Heist, although it was far more accurate than people on Twitter are accusing me of. Um, <laughs> thank you, everybody. Appreciate that. Uh, I listen, some of those decisions were pre written, it's written in the stars, as they say. Are, is, are our characters gonna be the same, or are we starting anew with new? Roles? We are keeping the same characters, level uh, seven, level seven. Shut the fuck up, level Love seven. So much, level six. We're all level seven. <laughs> Anthony, Anthony and I had a whole ass argument about this off camera. <laughs> See, there was actually it's kind of like One Piece, there's actually a time skip. We're level eight. Yeah, there's a time skip, and <laughs> Darian's dead. <laughs> 
Surely there was a huge <laughs> XP dump after Mel, that big Mel, Mel and Arnold are both half-elves, and they have a longer lifespan. So <laughs> Gareth is an old, feeble man <laughs> in a home. So uh, Gareth, Gareth, Mel, and Arnold will all be uh, characters in our in our new campaign. They will be the, the faces you love to see. Um, I have to talk about Tess and and her involvement with Jess off air. Hopefully we can get her, but I know that her schedule is very, very busy. So um, Jess's and Tess's involvement remains to be seen. However, Jessica I will Wolf. say that uh, Not there, a burger. Is, Not there a burger. is a new face that we will see for campaign two, who I'm not, I'm not Ooh. willing to admit to right now. I want to keep that under, under the cuff uh, for a couple of weeks, but there is a new face joining us for uh, campaign two that I think everybody will be very, very excited about. I'm personally uh, wicked excited about them. I think they're going to be an amazing addition. Um, That's right. Katy Perry. Sounds it's very exciting. Everybody. All um, right. So before we wrap it up, everybody, thank you so much for joining us. Um, if you have not yet, please go to youtube.com slash at don't make it weird podcast. Is that the handle, Sean? At DMIW Podcast. At DMIW Podcast. It is a storytelling community for the writing community by the writing community. Uh, I am I am friends with Dina and Daniel, and they are both hilarious co-hosts. Um, if you Second aren't did. subscribed to the channel, please, please do check out their episodes, both old and upcoming. You will see plenty of Just the Mess. Jess's um, are the best episodes by far. Seconded Jess, by I mean, my episodes, thirded by probably someone else, and then fourth by Alex's episodes. Jess's sure. episodes and, are fantastic, and the episodes that they feature don't make it weird. Not don't make it weird. We have issues are also very good. Thank you. In addition, in addition please go buy Anthony and Stevie's comic, What's it called, Anthony? I have had many beers. Deathless. Uh, you can go ahead. <laughs> yes, Deathless. You can go on weaveissuespodcast.com. You find Deathless and play it again in all of our books. Hey, okay. everybody. Oh, look at barrel. That's so cute. Uh, uh, hey, everybody. Hi, Darian. Thank you. Um. <laughs> Okay. Stay, Before, stay avunculus. No, 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 stop, stop, <laughs> stop. Everybody, this has been this has been our official campaign one wrap up. This is the end of Waterdeep Dragon Heist, and to take it out, Garion has prepared a few words solemnly so sorry. from the heart. Garion, take us away. I am have been waiting this whole recording session for this opportunity for this speech that i have prepared i have long since written it down memorized it and had it forged in steel this journey that we have embarked on over a year ago has had its ups and almost no downs except for a handful of guest episodes and like most of the beginning <laughs> and some of the middle and end <laughs> and but this other than right that, now <laughs> and but other than that it was a journey that i would travel again and again like a movie you rewatch over and over except this is like 54 2 hour movies <laughs> that i don't think i want to watch back to back to back to back but <laughs> If, if you, the viewer, have just done that, 
then I thank you for joining this journey with this is the third time of the journey. Um Yeah, stay in fun kills everybody. Get fucked. I hate this. <laughs>